you know, they say third time's a charm. But they also say three strikes and you're out. So let's see where we land tonight. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and... Stan Lund. How you doing, Stan? I'm all right. How are you tonight, Mike? I'm fine. A, a little disappointed, but fine. Um, because we both got our copies of Dynamite Darkwing Duck number one today. Yep. And we're here to talk about it. Are you guys at home ready for this? I hope you are. I don't know if they are ready. Because <laughs> it's not going to be a gush fest. And I hate to say that because it is true. Third time is a charm. I mean, Boom was good. Joe Books was great. Ooh, no, unfortunately. Third time is not a charm with Darkwing no. Duck Comics. Um, it appears that they have tripped on their cape and fallen flat on their face. I think I'll also say maybe if they had spent more time trying to make the comic really great and not given us 69 different variant covers and prioritize something else, maybe that would have been even better. There's a spark of potential that just is wasted here. It, oh, man. Then again, I'm a Sparrow Silvani fanboy, so that's it's very hard to move past. Yeah. Um, I but mean, as... you may recall, I'm I'm a bit more forgiving. I mean, heck, I was the one that actually kept saying he liked Dangerous Currency. Granted, my score slipped on that once we reviewed it, but... At least Dangerous Currency had really nice art. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had something. Um, so, yeah, we got... We got our issues today. Um, I'm not going to go crazy with the variants. It doesn't make sense. I will repeat what I said when I said I was not buying the Beast Kingdom Darkwing figures. If I don't like how something looks, why am I spending the money? That's how I am. I cannot afford to throw money at things I don't like. Maybe one day in my past I used to, but I don't do that now. So my comic book guy, the same people I bought the Boom Comics with over 10 years ago, the same people I bought the Joe Book stuff with, I think I mentioned it right, Stan, that I went in there and they knew exactly what I was about to pre-order. Yep. Um, so I went in there today, picked it up. I got just cover A, cover B. Um, I was supposed to get the 10-issue incentive with Megavolt. He said their distributor kind of screwed them. They're going to still try to get it for me, which is nice. If they don't, I am not going to cry about it. Um, I think eight bucks is enough spent on just two issues. Which ones did you get? I got cover D from my local comic shop. That's the one with the art on the cover by Trish Forstner. That's the one where Morgana's on the cover. It's the nicest looking one. It is the nicest looking one that I was able to get in the store, but I did get one other cover. I ordered the uh, one in 10 megavolt cover from Pink Lamode, and that also coincidentally arrived today. Oh, cool. That, I think, is the one that I'm trying to get a hold of eventually. Yeah. It's, I might... it's, it's the same incentive cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm hoping I get. Now, I might pick up the videotape cover at some point, possibly the action figure cover, and there's a big country comics retailer exclusive with art 
by Dan Parent that looks pretty sweet. He's the guy that does like the Archie comics. Now, speaking of the action figure art cover, does Funko know that they ripped off their Darkwing action figure? I don't know, but that is exactly what I thought that looked like as well. Yeah. I don't know if Funko actually has like a trademark on that figure. I mean, it's probably Disney property, but it is definitely Funko. And I see a little bit of the Q figure in how often on these covers Darkwing is on top of a gargoyle. Yeah. Someone saw that Q figure and was like, oh, that's what Darkwing always does. He stands on a gargoyle. It's like, no, that's Batman. Yeah, that is Batman. I'm sure he did it on the show. I just don't remember. But that wasn't his thing. He doesn't stand on gargoyles. I see at least, okay, we have to mention the like the last four pages of this comic is nothing but the variant, photos of the variant covers. And yeah. again, I am not lying when I say there's 69 of them. Yeah. And a, a lot of them show Darkwing on top of a gargoyle. Yeah. I mean, if if you're really trying to get all of them, more power to you. I think you're nuts. Um, yeah. Especially but, since some of those covers cost upwards of $100 a piece. And some of them are just the same art, just with the titles removed. It's like a blank, pure art. There's a few, there's a few totally blank ones. One is just yeah. nothing. Yeah. Those ones are, are for people to get sketches on. Exactly, yeah. That's I true. think, uh, if I remember right, I think Tiffany actually got one of the blank sketch covers. I don't blame her. Uh, she's an artist. I totally get why she'd do that. Yeah, I think her plan, or at least maybe that's what Will suggested, was to get uh, Silvani to sketch. I'm not sure I would uh, I don't go think for I that. I would ask I... him to do that. Yeah, I don't either. I I think, uh, think that might be uh, trouble. I mean, if you pardon my French, I know my language has gotten a bit more flowery in the last year or so. But if I was Silvani and Sparrow, I'd be pissed that this even exists. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, we were all hoping they would get their their chance to do one more shot at this. Um, I have seen Sparrow on social media say, he's he's basically asking his fans, like, how do you think I should go about finally telling the tale of what was going to happen with our characters? I think he's finally given up. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Obviously, I shouldn't. But from the sound of it, I think he knows it's done. Why else would he publicly say, how should I go about telling the rest of our story? Yeah. You wouldn't well, say that if you think there was any more hope. Now, you know, you know what I would do if I were him? What's I'd, that? I'd make it into an actual, like, story. Like, don't don't bother with the artwork. Just make it like fan fiction. That's, Cause, yeah. Because we can then use our imaginations to imagine the characters in the scenario. I think it's just going to get to the point where he's just going to tell us. He's just yeah. going to say, this is what we were going to do, and that's it. And then let the fan artists draw their own comics on what was going to happen. Yeah, I want to know like what's going to happen with these characters. Yeah. like It's been over a decade. It's been like 13 years now. I kind of want to know how his story ends. Yeah. And honestly, the biggest kick in the pants when it comes to the Silvani Sparrow stuff is what this comic is titled. Yeah. Like, it really hurts to open the first page and it says Darkwing Duck in. The Dark Flight Returns. The Dark Flight Returns. Yeah. First of all, that's just dumb. The title was 
the Duck Knight Returns. The yeah. Dark Flight re- What the hell's the Dark Flight? First of all, it's dumb. Secondly, <laughs> the first issue of Boom was titled that. You're going to title the first issue of this what Sparrow, Silvani, and yes, Ian Brill titled their comic. I yeah. feel like that's just kind of going, nah, 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 we're doing this now. It's like, it was a title of the comic and it was a title of the episode of DuckTales. It's, come on, don't do that. As you guys can tell, I am disappointed. Yeah. Like, I'm not a person like right that off- hides how I feel about things. It's not right. I'm not going to go in and be like, yeah, it's good. You know, it's, if I don't like something, I don't like something. Like, I um, would have called it something like a dark night on Electric Avenue. Or or just a silly pun. I mean, Darkwing Duck titles were built on silly puns. Yeah. But, like, you're, you shouldn't be ripping off a title that technically Boom already kind of ripped off way back in 2010. We get it. The Dark Knight Returns. It's the whole Batman thing. The Duck Knight Returns. It was perfect. It was perfect yeah. then. It's still great. Why would you take that and, like, destroy it like that? I'm, I guess I'm getting too hung up on it, but it's, like, emblematic of everything wrong here. Yeah. But I also feel like a lot of people are just going to not think about it and say, yay, Darkwing, comics, he's back. This is fantastic. Whereas I'm just like, I just feel bad for Aaron Sparrow and James Silvani. Yeah. And I see no mention of Tad Stones here anywhere, not even a thank you. All the booms in Joe books were like, and thank you, Tad Stones, for bringing Darkwing to life. Like, they don't even acknowledge him. Nope. Part of Um, me even wonders if he asked them not to. So... And here's the thing, this isn't much of a story. Like, this is below, like, even some of the simplest stories on the show. Like, Stan, top of your head, throw out one of the simplest episodes of Darkwing Duck. A simple Darkwing fights bad guys story. Just throw something out quick. Can you do that? Apes of Wrath. This is below that. Because at least Apes of Wrath had some interesting ideas. This is just... This happens, and then Megavolt shows up, and then they fight, and it ends. Well, this has a couple things that are okay in it. It's not all doom and gloom, but there's so much doom and gloom, it's hard to see the tiny bits of sunshine. But it's so hard not to compare it to what Boom Issue 1 did. Yeah. All the risks it took. Going yep. forward, going forward a year, having Darkwing quit being a superhero, Goslin in a private school. He doesn't talk to Launchpad anymore. Negaduck found out where the secret hideout was. The Fearsome Five had retired. Like all that was like really gutsy for the first yeah. issue. Here it's just, it's it's just random Darkwing Duck shenanigans, which I would be fine if it had some fun meat on its bones. And this one, it seems to try. But it just isn't doing it for me. Um, my you big thing. To... Though, oh, sorry. My big thing, though. My big thing. I could accept me okay writing because the writing isn't awful. It's just a simple story. If the art supported it. And my problem is, yes. At first glance, you flip through it and you think, "Wow, this is really well drawn." 
the colors pop, there's some nice shadows, the characters look like the characters, but then you really start to look at it. Right? Yeah. I want you to give some thoughts on the art. Before we talk about the story, I do, I do want to handle the art. What are your thoughts? I don't want to keep yammering on. I want to give you a, a chance to speak. So the art, as Mike said, it looks good at first glance until you start to realize that a lot of the images here are from model sheets or specific episodes that feel like they were copied and pasted into the story. What do they call this? Clip art, the comic? <laughs> Possibly. Like, and, and Mike, you mentioned it. The first two pages of this comic have Darkwing speaking, but his mouth is not open at any point in those first two pages. And he speaks in every panel. Like page two and three, there are two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven panels. I think there are only two where he actually has his mouth open, but in every single panel, he's speaking. Yeah. Not and thought then, bubbles, speech. And the best drawings are the ones where you can tell that was ripped right from a model sheet. Like when yeah. his cape gets caught on the gargoyle and it pulls him back, that's a model sheet drawing right there. Yep. Almost every drawing of Launchpad is from something. Yeah. It's from something else, I should say. I'm surprised the drawing of Launchpad that's on all the clip art products these days isn't in here somewhere. The, the, la <laughs> the laughing Launchpad? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that had been in this comic, I probably wouldn't have bought it. I'm kidding, of course. I'm just sick of that clip art. Now, I am going to give the artist a little slack on this, just because it seems like this is his very first comic book he's ever done. So I'm hoping that as the issues go on and he gets more comfortable drawing the characters, that he'll start to turn out original poses that don't look horrible. Well, I'll, let's let's be honest here. The very first thing time I ever saw Silvani's Darkwing, he was really off model. Um, the initial like prototype cover for issue one, like even Silvani said my Darkwing was ugly. He looked like a big pelican. He went in and fixed it for the official. So it's like even Silvani's Darkwing wasn't great out of the cage. Basically, this could improve. Yeah. And I think I'd be less hard on it if it wasn't for the clip art. Like, if it was just this guy trying his best and not quite getting there, but that was the whole comic, I'd say that's fine. I mean, look at John Blair Moore's stuff. Yeah. I mean, seriously, look at John Blair Moore's stuff and tell me that it looks like the show at all. It looks like it Kennedy cartoons on acid. But it's, <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, and, it, and it's his style. Silvani developed his style. The characters were did not look like the show. And the more he drew Launchpad, the more Launchpad did not look like the show. But he had his own style that you knew was James Silvani. And the man yeah. is a true artist. So far, I don't see this, this artist, Carl, Carlo Loros. I don't see his style. I see production art clip art. And yeah. that's frustrating because when characters aren't opening, opening their mouths, but they're talking, the emotion isn't reading. The comedy is not reading. 
What comedy? I mean, I'm an, it's hard. It's hard. I'm an art major. I'm sure if we had Tiffany in here, she'd be even more like astute. She'd have even better observations than I do because she's the actual artist. Yeah. And there are times when he does wing it and tries really hard to do his own thing. And you kind of see his style come out and you think maybe he has something there. But in the very next drawing, it's like model sheet perfect. And you know he didn't draw that. Right. There's a page where every launch pad head is the same drawing. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's rough. Um getting away from the actual art, um Allison from DuckTales is in here as the mayor. So this is like I don't like I hate to use the term half assed, but this wants to be classic Darkwing but it also wants to have elements of DuckTales in it. And like, I don't understand why. And just to let people know, it's also set in modern times. Well, the whole story revolves around um, cell phones. Yeah. And all the secondary characters who aren't actual Darkwing characters are designed as modern as possible. Like, like look, at, look at all the characters. They all look like modern day hippies. Yeah, they all look like hipsters, and I feel like at least Silvani kept the characters looking like classic Darkwing Duck. I don't see classic Darkwing Duck in these second in these background characters. I mean, yeah. there's a few cool. I mean, Megavolt has his car from the old series, yeah. and it's drawn nicely. I like that. I will say this: Megavolt is drawn well. Actually, very well. There are no model sheet poses on Megavolt, probably because model sheets of Megavolt are a bit harder to find. Um, yeah. So he looks pretty good, but he's just like everybody else. He's not opening his mouth when he talks, and he doesn't say a single funny thing. A single nope. funny thing. Like, Megavolt should be confused. He should be saying ridiculous light puns. He should be forgetting what he was saying. I should hear Dan Castellaneta in my head, and I can't because Megavolt is so generic, and it really makes me worry about what's going to happen with the rest of the Fearsome Five when they do show up. Yeah. I, I mean, we got, a launch, we got a launch pad pose of him on a rope ladder from the Thunderquack, where it's obviously another stock launch pad drawing. They just re repositioned his hand. I'll give you this, but, though. A lot of Herb Muddlefoot. Yeah, there is a fair amount of Herb, Herb Muddlefoot. We also get something else throughout the comic, though, that I think is one of the most problematic things in this comic. What is that? The sound effects. Oh, I hate these sound effects. I mean, some of them are okay. Things you'd expect, like, you know strumming your guitars like Brown, you know, or a levers like Karank. But then you got things like boat whoosh or electra turn or duck tug. It's like, what the heck yeah. are these? Duck tug is a really duck tug. Duck tug. Yeah. It's a drawing of Darkwing tying rope to the crest of the thunder quack. And the sound effect is duck tug. D-U-C-T. I mean, D-U-C-K. Duck. T-U-G. Tug. In fact, there's two pages here. With his literally two word balloons across the entire 
two pages, and it's literally just sound effects. Galoop, yep. galoop, loop, bohav, wav, wav, wav. I mean, it's embarrassing to even say it out loud. Quack or splurt. Wup, 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 wup. Yeah. I mean, the Darkwing Duck as a show was full of goofy sound effects. I totally, I hear it. I mean. Yeah, but I never heard one like, make a vroom. Boat whoosh. Yeah. Vort, vort, vert. Cack, cack rank. Or the one that I think is possibly the worst. Big honking zop. That's awful. I can't even. Yeah. I mean, there's a yoink. I think yoink is cute, but and they're just, and they're done in these big white letters, and it's like yeah. it's really rough. Um, so why don't we just talk about the story? It's a very simple story. This is not going to take long. Stan, right. I will let you handle it. So it starts with Darkwing and Hop the gargoyle getting ready for a statue unveiling. Oh, duh! Obviously, big honking spoiler spoiler alert. I'm not yeah. spoiling much. He fights Megavolt, and, you know, it ends about how you expect. But, spoiler yeah. alert, anyway, this is the first time we've really reviewed something Darkwing Duck, outside of DuckTales, brand new. So, this is new territory for us. So, yes, if you don't have the comic yet, don't listen to this. Yeah. But, either way, spoiler alert. Go ahead, Stan. Sorry. Also, also, I should mention the writer is Amanda Diaper, who has worked on, uh, I think, mostly My Little Pony comics. I feel like the story is something I can see improving. I, yeah. I, I feel like she seems like a really nice person on social media. If you stumbled upon this, Amanda, I'm sorry. I'm just really being honest. You seem wonderful. You want to reach out to the Darkwing fans. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I you think, definitely seem like you're a very big fan of Darkwing Duck. Because you, you mentioned a bunch of actual episodes. You mentioned the Shrink Ray. You mentioned a few other things. You, you got you got Megavolt's car. I think the writer would have to come up with that more than anybody else. You mentioned the Mutant Potatoes. You got things in here that I'm, – I'm speaking directly to her in the hopes maybe she's listening because I don't want to come across as a complete jerk. Um I see. I can see the writing improving. This is just the first issue. Maybe the yeah. art will improve too, but the art is what's really bothering me. Um, yeah. The story, I mean, these seem like one and done, which I think is a good way to go. As much as I love Boom and Joe books, the constant serialization and four-issue arcs, that did wear me down. If yeah, these are going to be single issues... Yeah, single issues feel more like the show. Like the Nat, the Natmare comic was fantastic because it was a one and done. Yeah. If this is how we're gonna go, if her writing gets stronger, then it might be great. Again, it's the art that's bothering me at the moment. All right. Again, huge apologies to Amanda if she's listening to this. I'm a fan of Darkwing just like you are. I want to see him handled well. That's all. Yeah. Stan. Continue. I'm so sorry. Okay, so as I was saying, it starts with Darkwing atop the gargoyle getting ready for a statue unveiling in his honor. He gets hung up on the cape and almost misses the ceremony. That's absolutely the gargoyle from the Q figure, by the way. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's wondering what stories 
you know, they're going to talk about, you know, whether or not Morgan is going to show up and tell a story. But instead, we get Herb. Yeah, it's nice to see Herb. Um, I was hoping for a boy howdy or something like that. He doesn't sound exactly like Herb, but his mere presence is good enough for me. Yeah, and I can kind of buy him boring everyone to tears for two hours talking about quackerware. And you know what? When he showed up in the Sylvanian Sparrow stuff, it was for like a single joke and he was gone. He's in this a lot. Yeah. And that makes me happy. Yep. So, anyway, the uh, the folks that are using their cell phones to record the ceremony, and they all get taken over by Megavolt. There he is, and it's Megs. Yep. Who basically just shows up to take control of the people, and then he leaves in his car while all the brainwashed people are trying to attack Darkwing. Even Herb. Even Herb, yeah. But Launchpad saves him. Um, Launchpad uses the word rudimentary. That's, I don't think that's a word Launchpad even knows. I'm sorry. I'm not sure either, but I think, I feel like I remember his little autopilot from somewhere before. Oh, the drinking bird? Yeah. Sure it wasn't a Simpsons episode? Because that was a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I <laughs> felt like I remembered it from something DuckTales. I could be very wrong, though. Well, he has a little—he has a little Uncle Scrooge hat. Yeah, I hope Gizmo Duck shows up in this thing. He better. <laughs> oh, Honker's in this though. Yep. I give you this, Honker's drawing pretty well. Yeah, he even has you know a couple good lines. My dad loves Darkwing Duck, and even he's trying to grab him. Luckily, yep. he's not very good at it. Yeah. Um, so what else is going on here? I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, this isn't, you know, there's a lot of meat on this thing. But what's going on, Stan? Well, Honker and Goslin figure out that that the people are being controlled through the cell phones. And apparently there's a subplot that Goslin wanted a cell phone. Drake's not willing to give her one. And, you know, she thinks that if she saves the day, maybe he'll relent. Meanwhile, Megavolt zaps the Thunderquack, which crashes into a body of water. And actually, they have some sort of a, they transform it into like a Thunderquack bow. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I don't know. In the show, he never had a boat. And that I see, I feel like that's something he should have had. Because this, is, this isn't the first time a comic has given him a boat. No, he's but, had one twice before. Yeah, but like never on the show. And considering the bridge is on the water, the fact that he doesn't, a Negaduck had one. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool they gave him one here. I won't argue with it. Yeah. So what did Goslin and Honker do to try and get Megavolt's attention? They create a rock band. Um, Goslin dyes her hair green. Um, green and wait, black. Is Honker wearing Lederhosen? I think it's a tank top. Oh, it looks like Lederhosen. Okay, maybe it is a tank top. But he's spiked his hair, and they're singing a goth version of the Darkwing theme song? A very 
bad goth version of it. Like, I can't even make any of it sound good in my head. But also, can you picture Katie Lee singing these lyrics as Honker? No. The idea is cute, but I don't yeah. I don't know if the execution works. Well, they do get Megavolt's attention, though, and he electric turns his car around to go to to stop them. Electra turn. That's a sound effect, folks. It's actually written Electra turn. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Megavolt is tying up. He's having Allison tie the, tie the kids up to the speakers. Yeah. And then Darkwing arrives. The fight isn't very funny or fun. They just kind of. Or long. No. Megavolt drawings are good. I'll give it that. They are really yeah. good. Um, uh, Darkwing. Go, go ahead, ahead, Stan. No, go ahead, Stan. I was just going to progress with the plot. So if you've got something before that. Nope, I was going to do the same thing. Take a man. <laughs> but Darkwing tells him to let the kids go and he decides to press the button. Darkwing goes and grabs the wire to stop it from getting to the thing, even though I don't think that's how uh, electrical wires work, but yeah. it zaps him with probably the worst sound effect in this thing. The big honking zap. And um, he does the I am the terror that flaps in the night thing as he's getting electrocuted. In the show, he yeah. just would have done a, a patented Jim Cummings like oh, 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 kind of thing. As he got, I can't, I can't do Jim Cummings. Sorry, I wish I could. But um, he would have done that just that Darkwing scream. He wouldn't yeah. have done a whole "I am the Terror" thing because as he's getting electrocuted, he says, "I am the t Terror that fl flaps in the, the night. I am the 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 conduit of j j justice that that absorbs the forces of evil." I am a father who will just stop at nothing to protect those I love. I am Darkwing, duh. And then he passes out. Yeah. Are you for real? <laughs> and he gives us a fuduck. The duck. I mean, they show St. Canard getting, like, electrocuted, like a one big shock, which is very true to the show. Yeah. Um, all the secondary characters and Allison come out of the little trance. Goslin thinks her father is dead, I guess. And then Darkwing yep. wakes up and says, and that is why you can't have a cell phone. And the day is saved. Allison thanks Darkwing. Everybody's happy. Herb says he'll film it next time. The next time there's a statue dedication or something like that. I don't know. Everyone tells Herb no. Except then, for Darkwing, who says, just make sure to get my good side. And they're all my good sides. The end. Okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I like that it's a one and done. I think Darkwing Duck as a show works better when it's one and done. I think, my own, like I said, my only big complaint about the Boom stuff is that, one of my big complaints, is that I don't think Darkwing Duck needs to be a multi-issue story arc. I don't think it's necessary. So simplifying right. it is a good thing. But the comic as it stands needs to be a little bit more in character, and it needs to have a lot more humor. And a lot less horrible sound effects. I think if you can improve that stuff, you may have something here. 
Yeah. This is not a this is not a loss. This is not a loss. Yeah. There There's is potential. Poten there is potential here. It's written by a fan, which is good. It just needs to be funnier. And I think she needs to hear the characters' voices in her head the more she writes it, which is going to be critical for Liquidator and Bushrew and Negaduck, even Quacker Jack. Yeah. He can't be jumping around saying it's playtime the whole the whole way. As much as I know Will would love that, they all have <laughs> their own voices. You have to tap into that. Speaking it, of Quacker Jack, he's the one that's going to be an issue too. Yeah, so let's see how that goes. Um, there's, again, there's potential. I do want to see the art improve too. I, I We can't do this clip art thing every issue because it's going to become a lot more yeah. obvious the more it's done. Right. Because if, if you can't draw the characters doing interesting things, there's only so much you can do with them. Right. And yes, please cut out the sound effects. I don't know how much of a reach the St. Canard Files really has as a podcast, but I hope this, I hope the constructive criticism of this episode reaches some interesting places and maybe start some sort of discussion. I hope this isn't a thing where everybody responding to this is just telling us we're wrong because that is a very real thing that happens in these kind of fandoms. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah. I hope it's yeah. just not, you guys are wrong, we love this. I hope people say, hey, look, these are legitimate criticisms from two lifelong Darkwing Duck fans who have been doing this podcast for a long time. You know, maybe we can see some improvement. Um, but apparently this is sold really well so far. At least the orders have been huge. Yeah, 109,000. But considering how many variants there have been and how many, like, order incentives there have been, I don't, I totally get it. I totally get how there's been so many orders, but I also hope like a poor response to issue one doesn't basically doom the comic, kill this thing in the cradle, so to speak. Yeah. I want to see it succeed, but I also want to see it improve. Like I'm going to stick with it. You know, I'll keep getting the issues, you know, and see if uh, things oh, me improve. Too. Me too. And if my comic book, guy wants to get me like two two issues at least every time fine i did it before i'll do it again um yeah. but it's it's i want to see improvement i don't have the gargoyles comic and i probably won't the show is fine but i'm not a huge fan but the art of that there's a few pages of previews it looks good and it but is then, good i've read the first issue but then again greg freaking wiseman's on it the creator yeah. of gargoyles I feel like he's never going to walk away from that show. And right. more power to him. I'm not saying Tad Stones has to be involved with everything Darkwing does. Please, he's done his he's done his job. But Greg Wiseman wants wants to be involved, and I think that does a lot for the Gargoyles stuff when it does come out. And good yeah. for it. Um but let's so... I hope, we'll see how it goes. Um I think we what should do you, our uh, normal thing and rate this. Um, yep, I was just about to say, what would you rate this? Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Because three is average, and I think this is just a tiny bit below it. It's a very reserved two and a half. I'd love to give it a three. But the art 
And it's and it's not a brand, it's not a completely new reaction. I've seen the first few pages for a few weeks now. So I've had this festering in me for a while. It's not like this is a gut reaction. I've seen the covers for months now. I've seen the inside. The art bothers me. And I think if the art was better, like if it was like someone like Sabrina Alberghetti or even Silvani doing the art and the story was the same, I'd bump this up. But right now, my two and a half is mainly because the art just bugs me. And I think we can improve. I think we can improve. This is not a lost cause. How about you, Stan? I actually would give this a two. Oh. A little lower, a little lower than you, you know, for a lot of the same things. You know, I think there's room for improvement in the in the art. There's room for improvement in the writing. And the sound effects like that's my biggest gripe really is those sound effects like for the last couple months mike can even attest to this i have been you know championing the art saying well at least it's on model it, it doesn't look as bad as some of the covers you and know, you've also been saying though, story is key right what story, story key <laughs> the story wasn't as you know as good as i had hoped it's not a bad story but it's a very meh story i mean we've re those... we reviewed a we we have reviewed a whole bunch of pretty craptacular old comics this is still better than a lot of the stuff at least yeah it's no slip sliding away but then few and things are <laughs> yeah nor is it uh disney afternoon number 10 levels of bad i mean it's not goslin alone it's not it's not superhero union blues or whatever that one was. It's it's better than all of those. I'll give it that. Yeah. But and you know, there's room for improvement. We have to stress that it's only issue one. Yeah. What are me and you gonna do when the reboot comes out and it turns out it isn't good? How are we gonna handle that? <laughs> I don't know. This is just a comic. I really hope the reboot is good because that's going to be the true devastating thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Were you done with your thoughts for now? Yep. All right. Well, we're going a little bit longer than I expected. I thought we'd blow this thing out in like 20 minutes. It's almost 40. Um, as for what's next, we will do a comic review for everyone that comes out. Hopefully the Monday after they arrive, they drop, we'll have an episode out. Um, for the time being, we're going to try to go back into DuckTales town. Um, or should I just say Duckburg? Um, yeah, we want to, we're not, like I said, we're not doing the whole show. Sorry, guys. We're going to focus on Gizmoduck episodes of which there aren't a lot. And he, and Gizmoduck himself has to be prominent. And we decided anything from the first season that's very heavy on Launchpad. I mean, he's a main Darkwing Duck character, and DuckTales was right. where he got started. So let's do some Launchpad stuff. Hero for Hire, um, Top Duck, Armstrong. I love that episode. Um, so we'll do some of those. I think yep. our next episode after this is going to be a DuckTales comic review um, from the pages of Disney Adventures. I think that one was called A Switch in Time, right? It's a Gizmo Duck story yep. and a Launchpad story. And and I believe after that, you may get a DuckTales episode review from me and Tiffany, uh, if all things go well. And then you'll get me and Stan doing a bunch more stuff, too. And then whenever the new issues come out, 
We'll review them. So we have lots of stuff down the pike. If we any, we still any, have some older Darkwing comics too. Well, we're running yeah, out we're of the good com- stuff. We're pretty we're scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, but we still have some. Oh yeah. But we want to get everything right. Yeah. We could even we can even hit the the 2017 Duck Darkwing episode. We have a couple of those. Um, yeah. We have we have stuff. You know, just because Darkwing Duck as a TV show is long over, we have things we can talk about. Um, in the meantime, maybe some of the weird surprises. Down, I think we've been around long enough that we can get kind of weird, and it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, right. We have, I mean, we have as as Launchpad says, the cows are not what they seem. Yeah, we we've definitely we definitely hit the point where we can just kind of have fun with this podcast. Anyway. We are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Assuming you haven't shut this episode off out of anger that we'd be so mean to this new comic. <laughs> um, we are on all podcast apps. We are on YouTube as well. Um, Stan, you didn't do it last week. Do you want to plug um, where you can be found on YouTube? Yep. I have two YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man, where I do uh, trailer reactions, unboxings, and taste tests, and DMC Jedi Man Gaming, where I do uh, Let's Plays of video games. Have you done anything uh, recently? I've uh, been working through the Cowbunga collection. I'm getting ready to start up the uh, new Turtle Game Shredder's Revenge. Okay, you're still working on those. Cool. Yeah. Though I will say at some point for my gaming channel, I will do the Disney Afternoon Collection. Oh, fun. Those games are fun. Yeah. I enjoy I do have have a couple. I don't enjoy Tailspin, but I like the rest of them. Yeah. And I do have a couple shout outs tonight. Go for it. I'm going to shout out Earth Prime Comics and Pink La Mode for my two Darkwing issues. Okay. And you know what? Um... I'll shout out my comic book store that's been helpful to me for years now. Uh, anybody who lives in Long Island, New York, um, Grasshopper Comics in um, Williston Park. Um, if anybody lives around Long Island, you know, New York, they're, they're a great place to get comics from. They're nice guys, and um, they're really good to frequent customers. So, yeah, I, li- I like those guys. I have closer comic book stores in the neighborhood. I'd rather go to the guys who've been good to me. You gotta support your lo- you gotta support the places that treat you well, you know? Yeah. So with that said, we will see you guys next week. Um and until then, take care of yourselves, everybody. Enjoy the new comic. Don't let any of our opinions change your mind. If you love it, love it by all means. Um, and whether you love it or hate it, we'd love to hear from you guys on our social media platforms or YouTube. Tell us what you think. We definitely want to hear. So far, it's been a couple of days since this came out when we recorded this, and we haven't seen anything in the way of reviews. Um, So we're curious to know what the fans do think, positive or negative or right in between. Right, Stan? We'd love to know. Um, Yeah. Because this kind of thing is for the fans, obviously. You know, it's a 30-some-odd-year-old property. It's gonna live or die by how much, how by the fans, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if it, if it does right by the fans, it'll be fine. Um, so until next week, everybody, um, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous and try not to trip and duck thud. Duck thud. Duck thud. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>